So it's been a weird couple of days. Uh, well, we woke up a little while ago, um, back when we were in that one shack in the forest. I'm sure you remember. Um, and, uh, I think the rest of the group took the time to bury some titan metal that they found in the forest. I was a little out of it, uh, but that's another story entirely. Uh, later, we arrived at Whitegate. Uh, had a lovely inn called the Sunflower Inn, at which I experienced the miracle of shopping. I've never been shopping. It's weird. It's very weird. Um, but we did meet a lovely woman by the name of, uh, what was it, Rebecca? Rebecca, male witch, uh, who sponsored us for some very nice fabric. Uh... At the time, she'd been heading back to Restorum for uh, some kind of gift-giving celebration. I'm I'm sorry, she was heading back to Kroka for some kind of gift-giving celebration. I can read my notes. Um, but she had some hesitation with the fact that we were from the Twilight's Chosen. Uh, we had quite the evening at the Sunflower Inn. Uh, Arya had a bit of a back and forth with the local bard who, in my personal opinion, was a bit of a dick, but eh, eh, I'm sensitive. Um, and then had some conversations amongst ourselves. Uh, Arya and I had a bit of a girls' night and uh, discussed some things. Uh, the next day, however, we ran into Rebecca again. And somehow her plans had changed, and she needed to come with us, so we offered to take her for a small fee. And now she's with us. It, she, it seems that she's some kind of archaeologist, but... Hmm. Caught Ilo's attention, at least. And now we are in the middle of some rain. I hate rain. And... Off to Hollymead, I guess. Hi everybody, I'm Corey. I'm the Diggity Dungeon Disaster Director DJ. I'm here with the group. Say hi, everybody. Hello. What's up? Let's go ahead and do some introductions. Uh, let's go ahead and start with... Uh, let's do Rishi. Chase. Oh, Rishi. Oh, God, going by character name. Hi, everyone. I'm Chase. Uh, I'm playing Rishi, the Air Genasi Bard, who has a very cool sword that's better than everyone else's. Uh, Chris? You're muted. Uh-oh. I be muted. <laughs> um, hi everybody, I'm Chris, and I am playing <coughs> Dr. Iloke, Keeper of the Grove. Uh, Lily? 
Hi, I'm Lily. I'm playing Arya, the Divine Soul Sorcerer. Alex? What is up? I'm Alex, and I'm playing Rook, the uh, pointy-eared, I guess, half-orc paladin. Dust? What is down? I am Dust, and I will be playing Soul, the Trident uh, Tempest Cleric. And last but not least, Maxwell. Hi, everybody. I'm Max, and I be playing Kadith, your great old ones warlock. All right. So, uh, last time, we had left Fightgate. Um, we had made our way southward. We had been hired by somebody to get them safely to Hollymead, which was Rebecca. Um, we, I don't think we rolled really great wise. It was like a three out of eight. And so we hit a, a lot of stormage and, uh, probably about a day or so out. Um, we realized that it's probably gonna be raining for two days and we stopped and Rebecca has this, uh, kind of portal, um, house type situation. And so she was kind enough to kind of open that up. And right now we're just kind of chilling in there until we're hoping to either dry off and move on or wait out the rain. I'm not sure what the plan is. Uh, that's up to you guys. Uh, but that's where we are currently. Um, I guess this is a perfect place for me to kind of let you guys uh, take it away. Let me... Um... If I remember correctly, um, uh, oh, sorry. No, it's that's my fault. I had an alarm because this is the time when stream is supposed to be. <laughs> daylight savings, people. Sorry about that. Uh, I hate daylight savings so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, I can't remember. I think Rishi, I know Soul and Kadith were still outside, but I, Rishi I don't went remember. Inside. Okay. But yeah, Soul and Kadith are just sitting out in the rain. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. Yeah. Um, Ilo will um just remind I guess everybody, but particularly Ardia and Kadeth, he will give some more good berries to. Um let's say four good berries each. That'll be standard. I don't expect us to be attacked on the on the road here, but uh, since I have the spell energy to uh, spare, might as well be prepared. Thank you. Can I ask what these are? Oh, he'll um, he'll, I'll take out uh, a, a wand of holly. And I'll make a little scribbling in the air, and the berries will will glow. And they're like, they're healing, my darling. Oh. Okay, they're cool. It's a little bit of a pick me up, I guess. They're enough to get one off the ground if you happen to fall. And since, well, you, Kadith, and myself are the only ones that I suspect have any healing powers. <laughs> I don't know. Not soul? Not soul healing? Theta? 
warlock? <laughs> What's healing? Souls <laughs> <laughs> uh, not, not to Monogame or anything. Cole hasn't healed anything yet. I have healed things. <laughs> oh, have you? Yes, in that battle with the dragon. You just oh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Everyone completely forgets Kate, that Soul heals anyone. Kate yeah. is the guy who just single-handedly blasts people with his mind. Like, yeah, that guy that heals. That guy that like keeps healing people with his I mind think lasers. Your, I think your like, memory is coming from uh, a different <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> a different universe. Yeah. Uh, well, that was a good laugh. They're, good they're also good, believe it or not, they're good for a a meal if you get desperate enough. Okay. Well, I will keep them in my bag. Thank you. Uh, Rebecca. Turn towards you. Uh, since this rain isn't supposed to let up for at least another day, um, do you keep anything other than your archaeological findings in this? I don't want to say shack, but it is a little small. A few bits of changes of clothes. Um, a mess kit. Um, kind of a mixed port kitchen in the area back, but other than that, no. Sorry. Hmm. It's mostly used as an easy lab kind of situation when on sites. And sometimes excavation can take a few days. And that's what this is for. That's entirely what I was interested in it for, actually. Um, but thank you. Um, I suppose you'll want to wait the day out so you can summon your seed again. No, I can do that again anytime. Does it look at all like the rain has let up uh, like a little bit? Like, well, like in general, how is the walking conditions? Um, walking conditions would be doable, but not very happy. Um, you're you're dealing with like a crap ton of rain. Um. So, everything would get soaked. Uh, armor would potentially get rained on. You'd have to worry about rust and stuff potentially later. Uh, there is a situation where the ground will get muddy. Uh, tracking might get a little bit difficult. And with it so late in the year, you're talking really cold conditions. Um, so, you're not just dealing with the rain. You're also dealing with temperature. Um, so, all in all, doable, but absolutely miserable. Okay, um, I'm just going to offer something up, and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong, but there does appear to be roads on this map that lead from Polymede to all the neighboring cities, actually. Would I be correct in, in assuming, like, most medieval roads, this would consist of, like, pebbles and rocks that are left over from the construction of the big castles and the bigger buildings from the main civilizations? 
In some places, yes. Uh, the farther you get away from Graydon, the more the roads become just basically travel dirt. Um, maybe some some like pebbles, but especially during the rain, uh, you're going to get a lot of seepage from like mud. Um, and it's there. Some of the roads aren't really constructed; they're just highly traveled, right? So, like I said, the farther you get away from Graydon, the more they kind of deteriorate. You are semi-close. But on that far corner there near Hollymead, you're 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 probably halfway between um, having some patches of, of pebbles and stuff, and then it devolves into like dirt and mud, and so I'm gonna, you win some, you lose some. I'm gonna offer up the suggestion that we let the rain pass and the sun to come back out. Um, we're coming into just in if we rest the night, if we rest the night. It will be the first of Nocturum, so the sun should still be shining at the brightest point of the day. Um, I'm just afraid we're going to get really, really dirty. Do you have a timeline, madam? He refers to Rebecca. Not really. As long as I get there within roughly a weekish, week and a half, should be fine. And that's about the latest they're expecting me. Well, earliest as well. I mostly work on when I get there, I get there. But uh, from what I hear, um, my destination is a bit past Holymead, but I can get there on my own. Uh, it's just this little kind of cove near the uh, near the shoreline, which they are finding a few things here and there that are old. That's the best description they gave me. Bloody fucking imbeciles. Did you get some idea of what kind of thing? Um, they said things dating back to the original um, war, the Great War, uh, with the, the Titans and such. And oh to be fair, that is somewhat my speciality, but uh, a lot of those items uh, are usually from the uh, uh, from the era that have been kind of lost to the oceans and have been significant water damage over time. Well, that is, that is unfortunate, yes. You were just stare into space as she tries to come up with a new topic of conversation. Does anyone want to go get Kadath and Sol from outside, considering it's pouring with rain and we're now talking about staying here? I'll do it. Before they do that, um... Corey, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Would there be any, like... You know that, like, the, the leaves that kind of come off the ground that are kind of big, you know what I mean? The trees? No, 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 like, just leaves. They're, like, like foliage, like burdock root and stuff like that. It's, like... Bushes. Kind of, except each leaf Burns? is about... Each leaf is about the size of, you know... Like... A miniature shield. Mm. They're not native to here. Uh, you'd probably find those more up north. But any bigger leaves that I can find, I want to take like a file and open it and use the leaf as a funnel to collect water that I can grab the next day. I mean, it, yeah. If you're just looking for like a pretty simple funnel, um, there, there's going to be some that are like about this 
big as like a softball or something like that. But I mean, you wouldn't right. find anything that's like as large as a shield, at least not here. Um, if you're looking okay. for things that size, it's most likely in Hare Field up north. Uh, they see more rain. They're a little bit more vibrant. They got plenty of fields, a lot of larger growing plants. I knew the type of leaf I was going to ask for. It's just that I didn't know if everybody would know what a burdock roots leaf looks like because they are very big. Tobacco leaf style for those of you in the south. Um, but yeah, no, I'll do that and then wait for them to come back out. Yeah. Uh, Rook will step outside. Actually, more just lean their head outside and just say, Oi! We're staying the night because it's damp. You guys can come in if you want. Figured as much. Unless you yeah. like being damp, which I wouldn't judge you for. So, inside. Fine. Let's go. Alright. She'll get up and walk in. Okay, that's we'll follow. We'll You'll be met with door. a pretty standard site well not i guess couldn't say standard um it's warmer inside definitely drier uh there's a small fire base that is kind of crackled to life in the far distance the windows are still somewhat open but that's going to help airflow and the walls and tables are littered with arcane stuff um pages scriptures pieces of pottery that have broken down uh kind of cracked molds of of like earth and, and stone that have been written in ancient languages. Uh, archaeologists uh, kind of average home, basically. Okay. So what's the plan? It just shakes off like a dog. I believe the plan is just wait until the rain lets up a little bit. I'm not sure about the continental weather patterns, but uh, it's less likely that the rain extends all the way to Hollymead, so as soon as we get the chance, we should make a run for it. Okay. Seems like as good a plan as any. I see no bolts with it. We need to keep watch in this space. What was Rachel her name? Just... Ra Rachel? Uh, Rebecca. Yes. Rebecca. 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 Sorry. Sorry. I said yes. No, it's uh, Rebecca. 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 Jane is yes. Do we need to keep watch here, or is it safe? I mean, we're in a hut in the middle of a forest, so... Your discretion? I am keep hiring watch. you, after all. I'll post up by the door for a bit. You guys I can get some sleep. I can watch all night. It's not a problem. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Uh, ladies get beds, men sleep on the floor. Um, you'll see you're neither. <clears throat> sleep outside, I guess. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll take the floor. 
she'll uh, she'll move back to the the little corner. Uh, there's a singular bed that's kind of shifted there. You'll see her kind of flip uh, this little like little latch, and then down will come this bunk bed. And it seems to be like four latches there. So you know she'll unclick, unclick. About four beds will appear. Love it. Rick will, as promised, post up by the door, regardless of Kadeth being able to stay up all night. <laughs> that just means that Arya has time to give Kadeth another lesson on um, writing. So we will go over and I should pull him over to sit on the bed. That way they have a little bit of privacy while she's trying to teach him to read without letting everyone know that he can't read. He appreciates it. He appreciates <laughs> you keeping his secret shame. His inability to read. All this arcane writing on the walls would make a lot more sense if he could read. Um, but, yeah, he'll... He'll uh, he'll go over do the uh, do the reading lesson do as best as he can. Let's see what uh, good old Kate at the best looks like. Where's my character sheet? It got closed. Oops. Uh, probably not great from the sound of it. Oh. That's five. Um, it is just tough today. You're dealing with uh, silent, uh, silent, uh, like spelling. So like the T's at the end of a word that you're not supposed to say. So like you just don't understand. You're not getting it. Why put it in the word if you don't pronounce it? Right? Why does this G H sound like an F? And cool. she can't explain it to you out loud. Why? Like, no. He's not angry about it. He just doesn't get it. But he yeah. will, eventually. Um, it's just a bad night. Every couple of minutes, Rook will just, like, glance over from her spot by the by the door and try and pick up what she can. The follow? Oh. Can I roll hey. a perception to see if I see hey, her trying to... Door. Hang on. Where's my perception? I can never find the skill. There it is. Ten. Should I roll stealth? Or if you're trying to hide it, sure. I'm. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to make it so they don't notice me. Then yeah, go ahead and roll stealth. Alright, with my... Not great dexterity. Alright. Well, so everyone's rolling their dump stat, like... I have proficiency in stealth, so... <laughs> Okay. You still well, did it better. You, that will give you a 13. Okay. Oh, no, wait. It's heavy armor, so disadvantage. 12, but still. Well, you wouldn't yeah, be wearing the, heavy armor at night when we're going to sleep. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but also, I, you don't know Rook. I mean, no, no. She'd, she'd take the armor off. But I do love the... as Like, as she's taking it off, just the chink. Like, and then that's what's helping hide it a little bit. Um, yeah. But yeah, okay. So... Just kind of idly glancing over, trying to brush up her own very limited skills at reading. That even bests Kate is passive. He doesn't notice. Okay, my I passive imagine. perception is a nine. 
<laughs> I imagine um, Ilo's going to be looking to Rishi to... Um... Ilo's been having trouble with uh, hitting the upper harmonies to Arya's song, so he's going to be looking towards Rishi's acting expertise to try to get some of that that head voice going on. I, I, Jace, have no idea how to teach singing, but I assume Rishi would with performance and yeah, just performance, so I could I could teach how to how to sing. Uh, Rishi is actually kind of being like half paying attention. Uh, right now, he is focusing on making Arya's cloak. Uh, that is kind of what he's doing. He dried out some of the fabric as good as he can and is. Uh, working on that. So he's not giving it any singing lessons is all. Uh, so he's probably more lecturing and then Ilo just trying things out. Would that be fair? Basically, or just like, no, you hit the note like this and then just like doing it, like not explaining anything, but just being like, no, 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 just, just, oh, like that's it. Like, just like <laughs> hit it. Like, come on, just do it. And then you're fine. Like, just... If you need to know how to sing, just sing. Like, you know. That is, like actually, a... how... That is actually how a lot of, of my vocal professors have taught. That is, I had a chorus teacher, or, like, knew of one, and I wasn't in chorus, who, like, would just be like, just hit the note. And I'm like, that's not how you teach. Like, that... You... Just sing, forehead. Just sing. Just get good. Like, just do Feel better. Like... like... And then uh, Isla will proceed to do a few funny voices. Well, speaking of funny voices, um, Rishi at some point will hear uh, just him. Ah. Only him. Bravo! Bravo! Uh, gonna look around while sewing. Uh, I'm right behind you. I will turn around. Psych! <laughs> Got him. Uh, after that... Rishi, <laughs> I'm gonna look at my, my sword. It's not, like, on me, but it would be, like, at the side of wherever I am laying down. I'm going to look to see if the sword is doing something. I mean, the sword's still um, not quite moving. Um, how would you how would you like to proceed? Are you like investigating using Arcana spells? Uh, just looking to see if the sword is if it's talking and like vibrating, basically like it would almost to be meta, like it would in a cartoon. Uh, but otherwise, just kind of waiting to see what the voice wants like if it wants something bad enough whatever this thing is that's essentially bothering me it it can go ahead and tell me what it wants and that's that's how it's gonna do Rishi will kind of sit and, and wait for it to state its purpose basically one would say staring is rude okay so it is it is the sword okay Yes, sword, or no? 
I mean, you can have your character come to the thought that it's the sword. Um, I don't think there's really any intuition yet, that, or like no concrete evidence that. Would no, I have it. no. It's just like that's the only yeah. new thing, I guess. Unless Rebecca's got some weird artifact that would only be speaking to me. Like that is the only thing that Rishi could think that would speak just to him. That is relatively new. Would be the sword. Well, so like just that's that's my thought process. That is that is good process. Uh, Rebecca is currently in the back. She is pulling kind of water from a basin and using purify water and kind of putting that in the cups for everyone. Is this a thing that is going to be happening? Are you a if, if you are the sword? Is this the standard routine? I guess. Standard? I mean... Depends on what you consider standard. It sure does. But that is why I'm asking to establish if this is the standard, because it's also not standard to do a lot of things that we do so yes standard is variable and subjective i suppose has anyone done there told you speak a little weird there often right right at this point ilo is just like staring at rishi because he's probably asked some question about intonation and rishi is just like talking to himself oh yeah rishi's saying this like <laughs> out loud like just unabashed <laughs> just like uh professor you're the Hi. one that deals with curses <laughs> I. Uh, Oh, Bloody please. bastard. Kurt, you wouldn't believe what a bastard I am. Uh, curses take many forms. Uh, Rishi's gonna just kind of like head motion at the sword. Uh, you're, you're better at this than I am. Uh, just kind of just leave the, the smart checks to Ilo. Yeah, I'll um, I'll pick up the sword if it lets me. I imagine it'll let me. Um, but I, yeah. I guess I can do an Arcana check. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't believe I did one when we first pulled it out either. We just kind of let it, like ran with it, and when it started taking apart your own weapons. We just kind of yep. ran with it. Running with that the, too, just like this hey, man. is the first Arcana check I've done on the sword, but we know it's something magical. So that's a twenty. So genuinely, uh, the sword is what is known as an evolving item. Um, once it is attuned to somebody, it will continue to grow. Some evolving items require. Uh, certain things uh, to grow, i.e. the wielder grows, uh, or, or you take power from something else, or such and such, right? Um, 
with a little bit of study, this is um, it's called a, a fractal sword, basically, but in in a sense, uh, is just what uh, the scholar at the time named something like this. And the information you have is is general to this type of sword. It's not to the sword itself directly, because who knows where the sword came from. So the type of weapon, the type of magical object, the type of magical imbuement that okay go on um a lot of these weapons are sentient not necessarily uh to like a curse kind of situation but in order to view and protect and take care of themselves they needed sentience within the blade in order for it to basically think of a an ai running your computer programs something had to direct everything um, so this sentience is the kind of thing that controls how the blade curves, moves, works with, who it attunes to, um, and just kind of how it interacts with the world. This particular fractal blade um, is one of many that will take desired portions of any other weapon um, from that weapon, in which case will either destroy or damage that weapon that it took it from, and assume those properties. Um, it can only do that so often, like, uh, maybe like once a month or so. It depends on the blade. Um, but as it grows, it becomes stronger. It gets new abilities. It, it buffs the, uh, the user. If it gets sharp enough, if it can become a plus one weapon, a plus two weapon, um, provided that the personality stays on good terms with the wielder, the sword should be pretty much loyal to the owner. It uh, seems you have something really, really special here, Rishi. I figured as much when it appeared from a magical stone and also destroyed my weapons to maintain itself, but thank well, you for even, the reassurance. Even so, I believe it chose you in particular on purpose. Well... Who wouldn't choose me, given the rest of the options around? Hmm. But... And he'll sort of, like, examine part of the hilt of the sword, and I'll, I'll remark upon how it resembles part of the dagger that kind of got destroyed previously in, on a previous uh, day, and I'll, I'll show it to Rishi and see and and show him that, like the sword is like eating his weapons, not using. Well, I guess he'll use that word, um, eating, but it uh, is growing from pieces that it finds desirable. And uh, Rishi, finally, the sword has some sentience. So if you're hearing things. I don't think you're actually hearing things, so to speak. It might be real. Oh, I mean, I wasn't doubting that it was real. It was basically up for debate whether it was the weapon or some sort of, um... Racial kind of motion vaguely at Ilo. You know... Yeah. Uh, so I was just... I, I wasn't 
sure. You're the you're the smart one. You're the professor. I'm just the pretty one. That's what you call pretty. It is what I call pretty. I guess to each their own. Each their own. Well, it does sound as though you have complementary personalities. Eh, you know, with a little bit of friction, I suppose, but that's to be expected when you have two things so alike. Uh, like um, magnets, lodestones, like those. A brace of lodestones. There's already enough of a lodestone for the both of us. I'll I'll take that. I'll take the sort of ego this. cutting. Rishi's got enough. It's got look. Rishi's got plenty. It's it's all good. But uh, all right, Rishi. Here's your ego blade. Oh, thank you, Rishi. Old grab it, kind of swirl it back down. Just plop it beside him. You talk all you want, but just while I'm sleeping, beauty rest needed or not, I'm going to take it, so don't expect me to answer. Uh, speaking oh, of which, Ilo, your your singing is doing wonderful. Your pitch is better. Intonation, you want to make sure something pushing from the diaphragm, not through the nose. Uh, whatever. But I'm a little tired. I'll finish this up in the morning uh, during breakfast. And Talking blades being rained on really takes it out of you. But, uh... Have a good night. And then Rishi will kind of curl up and, in like, still sitting up, will just lean on Ilo. Just, like, put a big arm around him and sort of, like, nod off eventually. Sweet dreams, Prince. Noting, Rook, Rook has been watching this entire scene from the other side of the room. Just, like, you know what? Weirder things have happened. I'd say Soul has as well. Exactly. Yeah. Rishi's, Rishi's not hiding talking out loud to the one, but we already have one person who can talk into our minds. Like, what's what's another thing that can talk into our minds, you know? Like, yeah. once, that, once that barrier's been broken, it's, it's yeah. just another thing. Kate has like, cushioned the blow for everyone. <laughs> yeah, like, oh shit, we already got one guy who can just break our brains. It's, it's fine, why not another? Rick just looks at Soul, shrugs, leans back against the door. <sighs> After Cadis reading lesson, he'll go pop a seat on the opposite side of the door from Rook. Two guards better than one. We'll just look over, give her a gruff nod. You know, I, I don't need to sleep, Rook. You can sleep. You say that every time, and you will forgive me if I like a little bit of variety in my life. Yourself. And Rook is visibly nodding off. But they will sit there against the door until they just pass out and slump on the floor. Um, I have an idea, but I it's it's it doesn't necessarily need to be important. But I'd like um, 
Lily and Max's take on this. Because Ilo's been up with you numerous times during lessons, but like you said, you've been trying to keep them secret. So would Ilo have gleamed at all, perhaps, in your collective decision, what you're trying to do during the nights? Mm, Kate has been trying to hide it. It depends on if you've like been paying attention, because I feel like you would definitely know what a lesson looks like. Yeah, um, being a teacher, that's my idea. It's just I don't yeah. want to intrude on your... In, in, in the morning, in the morning, I'll, I'll ask Arya a question. Okay. And then, and then I'll, I'll take that as permission to proceed with my idea or not. Any other scenes we want to do tonight? Sorry? Mm -mm. Sorry, I cut you off. It's okay, I was just saying she'd be open to answering a question. That would be tomorrow morning. Yeah. So, if we're okay to skipping to tomorrow morning, is that that the concession? Consensus. Okay. I got Um, you. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks, bud. Uh, so, first thing in the morning, I was going to do a druidcraft to, to predict the weather for the next 24 hours, see if there's going to be any change in the pouring rain. And that's at the present location. No. Um, the rain will get lighter. Um, however, it, it won't stop. Um, you have more like a, a, a trickling rain. Um, the birds will still kind of chirp. It's that that weird kind of almost spring rain where it's a, a uh, like a trickle, uh, but the sun's still out, not a lot of clouds, um, and and life just kind of move on. Um, okay. Um, I'm gonna. Um, what what's Arya doing first thing in the morning after she wakes up? Um. She doesn't really do much. She wakes up very slowly. <laughs> um, so I guess first things first, she'll fix her hair and be just be eating breakfast, trying to not be dead. Aria, my dear. Yes, Ilo. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I had a, uh, perhaps a bit of a delicate question to ask. And if... If he notices Kadith is listening, he's not going to try to hide it out of respect. But if if Kadith is kind of drowsily, I know he doesn't sleep, but if he's just kind of like spacing out or whatever, because nothing happened during the night. Um, I notice you've been spending time with uh, Kadith with books recently. Are are you doing some kind of lessons? been trying to respect your privacy, but I noticed you got a little frustrated last night. Kadith is outside. Just so you okay. guys know. Kadith is outside. She'll look outside and, like, scratch the back of her head and go, um... Look, I promised him that I would help him with this as... discreetly as possible. Um, 
Can I but... show you a trick? I would love that. I don't know if this will do any good. But if you'd okay. like to keep it discreet, I can I can I can show you a trick. And he's gonna he's gonna um offer her, her hand and, and like get up from the little coffee table which I imagine that through is is tucked away in this tiny little hut. And he's gonna take her around around the room to all of these archaeological drawings because Alo knows lots of languages. He knows where the common alphabet came from, and I imagine that there's lots of remnants of old scripts scriptures on the pottery, on the bits of scroll work. And basically what Alo's gonna do is he's gonna take the the main vowels of the common language and he's gonna show Arya where they all came from like you know how like the letter a came from an upside down like oryx head which are now extinct but like he's going to show her the origin of all the letters not all the letters just the vowels um because um he believes that the vowels are a really good place to start because they're the most phonetic in a, in a language um you don't get A's that sound like I's most of the time unless they're combined with other letters but anyway so he's going to show her the evolution of the, la the language throughout history just those like five or six letters in the common alphabet and I'll, he'll be like at the end of the tour he'll, he'll say, show this to Kadeth and find, it, find out if he, he finds it interesting and maybe he'll get a hang of some of the letters before others but um that way you can be the one who can teach him. And so um, he'll impart the knowledge of like where the O's came from and where the U's came from and how they evolved over time from the things they represented. Like U is for urn and A is for oryx or like whatever. And, um, and with that... I mean, I'm a pretty smart guy, but there's no, like, you've just been doing intelligence roles, so mm -hmm. I won't ask for any mechanical advantage, but maybe you can get another lesson in the morning before we set, set off. He's probably, like, has been taking notes the entire time that you've been talking and, like, trying to create some kind of progression chart. From that using images and stuff that way she can just continue to do it at night while everyone is asleep but yeah. she'll after she finishes taking notes she'll look up and she'll thank you Ilo this actually might be very helpful and and he'll take his he'll, he'll take the, the, the pen or the pencil from her hand very gently and he'll he'll sort of like fill in some of the the, the markings like um for the A, he'll draw like a little animal, and mm -hmm. with the A as the animal's head, and and just like filling in a little thing so that there's a visual reference for for Kadeth to look at as well. So, and and he'll just he'll just smile, and you're like, yeah. I think you're doing a rather good job, regardless of how frustrated Kadeth is getting. Teaching teaching somebody a new skill like this late in life doesn't doesn't always come as easily as we'd like it to, and I bet he's doing his hardest to understand. I'm glad he has you as a teacher. 
I'm actually very impressed with how quickly he's picking it up. He may not feel like he's getting it as quickly as he wants, but... For someone, like you said, picking up a skill that's relatively difficult so late in life, he is doing very well. Meanwhile, Kate is outside picking up his, uh, bottled stormwater. Yeah. Looking that closed. Keeping that as a... Keeping that as something that he might use in the future. That's all I'll have to say until anybody's ready to move on. So, have your scenes. Rook is eating a potato. <laughs> that is so all. Rishi will finish up uh, Arya's cloak and then uh, present it to her. I believe I said white with yellow trim. I think that was the plan. So but she'll... She'll be very, very excited if you bring that over to her. She will grab it, hold it, it and like... It is not that waterproof. Uh, obviously, this fabric isn't, you know, treated that well, but, it, you know, today it might be nice. It'll at least keep your, your hair dry. Um, and Rishi will look to see if Rook is wearing uh, the the cloak. Yes? Okay. Yes, absolutely. Rishi will be actually kind of kind of happy about that. Um, and then Rishi will look over at Arya. I'm going to... I'll, I'll work on my cloak later. That'll just take a minute. I'm gonna... I'm gonna work on Rook's clothing to get her something nice to wear when we get to Hollymead. Let me know if I can help at all. I think that you did wonderfully though, and if you didn't notice, the clothes that I currently have are not particularly thick. So I have been very cold in all of this rain, so I appreciate this cloak regardless of how thick it is. Duly noted. And thank you for the compliments. Uh, and Rishi will pack everything back up, mostly. It it will just look like Rishi has like 15 bedrolls on his pack, because <laughs> I, I still have, uh, what is it, I have like seven, uh... What, uh, what did you call them? The, the packs of, of uh, fabric? Bolts? A bolt? Bolts. Oh. Six bolts. I have, well, now it's like closer to five because I only have like three yards left of uh, the, the first non-commercial fabric. We're, we're getting there. Oh, okay, cool. I didn't press the off button. Okay. Rook will sneak up behind Arya. After having put the armor on. So it's not really much of a snake. It's kind of just like a... But with the cloak, like, pulled over her head. And just come up behind her like, I'm always egged. <laughs> I think Ari was so focused on her cloak and so excited that she's going to scream and turn around and say, okay. Oh my god. I I'm sorry. I didn't mean to scare you. Are you okay? You are a wizard. You are a fabulous I'm, wizard. I'm a wizard. And then she'll pull her cloak on and pull her hood up and cause... What do I have? I don't know if I even have prestidigitation or something. Mm -mm. You gotta learn that. Yeah, so she'll cast Minor Illusion and make, like, little birds fly around and go, Yes, see, wizards. Wizard! Wizard! <laughs> your potato. <laughs> Range monster. Just not thinking of Arya. 
the only good reason to take a break from eating a potato. <laughs> to, to scare someone. Yep. Soul, how are you this morning? I'm good. How about yourself? I am pretty darn fine. What were you talking with Arya about? Just some of these markings on the walls. I thought it might interest her arcane studies. Though she's not a wizard, she does have the same kind of magic that you'd find that a wizard does. And, after all, we don't know what kind of magic caster Rebecca is. She might have a bit of sorceress in her herself. They are interesting markings. I have been drawing them since we got in. Do you know what they mean? Some of them I can make out from old bits of different languages. But I think Rebecca's work is a bit more specialized than my interest. My interest is in more of the magical side of history, whereas hers is not less important, but hers seems to be of the more mundane kind. Early civilizations, you know, the kind she mentioned. Why are you interested in the magical side? There's a lot that's changing around magic these days. Ever since the splintering, it hasn't been the same. Well, magic's never been the same throughout history, if you go back far enough. Always changing. Always a subject of interest. Never the same one generation to the next. As... As time moves, so does so does the people and the and the I guess you could say the magic. And I guess you could say that's exactly what archaeology is about. Never been one for archaeology. Well spending most of your time on a boat. Well, all your time on a boat. You don't really go to, like, dig for, for different things. You could. There are stories and even evidences of sunken cities. As you say that, like, uh, she stops because she's been writing in her, her book. And she'll look up at you. Sunken cities. What do you mean? Can I get you to roll me a d4 for me? Who? You. Oh, God. Psychic damage! Three. You will take three psychic damage. Oh, I called it. I was just goofing. <laughs> She'll drop her pin and, like, hold her head. Are you okay there, Soul? I'm fine. No, it's not. 
just a, a headache. Probably. So. Probably just spent too much time in the rain or something. I, uh, but uh, she'll, after rubbing her head a bit, she'll be like, uh, you, what do you, what do you mean, cities, sunken cities? Not always cities, but sometimes remnants of a civilization. For example, the Graves of War are in, near Hano Woods, are right on the coastline, and there are many parts of it that simply are not accessible anymore. Maybe they don't even exist, they've been washed away. Quite sad. Archaeology is a noble pursuit. I've been... I've seen my fair share of uh, sunken ships. Like I, like I said before, I one of the reasons why I was on, on a boat was because I could breathe underwater and find those, like, salvage from ships. But I've never heard of cities or things like that. Maybe you will someday. Kadeth, how are you this morning? Ready to move. <laughs> Alright, Rebecca? Uh, Rebecca is still in bed. Um, hair fray, uh, snoring, drool going down the side of her face. Hmm. How is she cute even when she sleeps? Sorry, I forgot I said anything. I will get a hose. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't believe indoor plumbing for a hose has yet been invented. I, I right I, in I, my throat. I, Thanks. I, I do will. have a way to wake her up both gently and not gently, depending on how rude we wish to be. I'm interested. Just wake her kindly. Okay. What's wrong with you people? That's why I'm leaving it to you. Like I said, I have a way to do it gently and not gently. Um, gently would be preferable. Rishi just prestidigitates um, basically like the sound of like a bird right by her ear. That would be at like a conversational tone but would still be discordant enough to like kind of bother you even sleeping but not like so bothersome or scary that it should like scare you like two notches below a mosquito in your ear uh, not like that but like you know a conversation like as if you heard a bird but just right at your body so hopefully it would be like your body's like whoa there's a bird here and would, would wake you up and then if that doesn't work we can go up from there Let me roll. Oh, I actually have another idea that Soul can do. I, that'll wake her up. Okay. Good. 
the the next option was to have soul cast thaumaturgy which i think can cause minor tremors to like start shaking the bed or you yeah. just you know we could have just gone and nudged her <laughs> i i, I am not that? a huge fan of people like touching me to wake me up that is honestly scarier than like an alarm clock or than an alarm clock or an earthquake <laughs> well, no, it's one of those beds that, like, when you sleep through alarms, there's, like, those beds that they have now that will, like, vibrate to, like, shake Ow, you awake. What world are you talking about? You That's... haven't heard about... Oh, my God, now I have to... Hold on. No. All right. No, 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 we'll do it later. Save it for the break. <laughs> also, why touch perfection? Like, I, I wasn't going to do... The, the rude way was Thunder Wave, by the way. Oh, God. <laughs> Because you can hear right, that she's from 300 feet away. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, good morning. I believe we are getting ready to go. Okay. Um, she'll kind of push the blankets aside. She'll step up. Um, kind of scratch at the back of her head. Her hair is a giant nest in the back. And uh, she'll just kind of clap her hands and say a bit of arcana her hair will straighten um she'll get kind of cleaned up and and her dress will kind of shift colors from top to bottom uh into more like a midnight black um with a kind of a more puffier bottom with lots of ruffles i believe we'll need to step outside of the hut for her to return it to the cube. Indeed. I got it right. <laughs> um, and um, Ala will grab his mail and his greatsword and um, the bolts of fabric and move to a relatively clean and drier space outside. The weather should be letting up soon I bet by this afternoon unless it's heading the same way we are well, let's get started then so you guys will head out of the shack you'll see it kind of fold and and move and crunch well not crunch but like it's gonna weirdly like fold itself into like that cube again um, she'll pick that up. Um, I think she, she remembers Ilo asking to research it, so she'll hand it over. Um, she will explain, uh, just uh, don't move this and this together unless you want it to crush you, basically. Because um, that, that can be deadly. Um, but then she'll summon her steed. The giant water kind of forms from the ground and this uh, kind of liquid steed will kind of shift and form and she'll throw her stuff on top of that and spot with the group now uh, because of the rain we kind of got stopped uh, midway through our, our roll didn't get us nearly as far as we had hoped we got a 3 out of 8 so who would like to roll next the travel die uh, I, I'll do it if we're unless there's someone who hasn't done it yet don't. Ilo has not done it actually. Then Chris, you so got you it. So I'll say it's it's the seconds rule. You can't get seconds until I'll the do. Out of the 
I'll do um do, do twelve. Do it. <laughs> oh, so that's... Well I was gonna I was gonna do another D eight, because statistically that's we get it, but if I, if if on average a D ten would make up for the loss we got from getting a three on the D eight, then the D ten is mathematically where I'm gonna go, so I'll roll a D ten. So we, it looks like we've got about five days from what I'm looking at to yeah. Seven. Okay. Seven nice. out of ten. So we got high risk, high reward. Um. Okay. Um. Now the the downside of this is that rain will continue with you guys. We're almost the entire way, Holly Mead. Um. Sometimes getting a little rougher. Sometimes getting a little easier. Uh. But for the most part, uh, you guys will travel pretty much the whole way. Uh. No stops. Nothing stopping you. No, uh, like you'll you'll pass people along the road, but of course you know they've got places to go. Whether they're heading uh, straight to Whitegate or, or hooking around, heading up north to Crystal Brook. Um, but I mean, uh, uneventful is better than horribly eventful. Um, so I or would some. say, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, we've got 124 miles. Uh, one twenty-four. Uh, so you'll get there. We'll say you guys get there in about three days, versus five. Um, and we'll accumulate that decent seven out of ten to, you know, you guys make good time. Um, the roads are pretty much clear. Uh, maybe you find a good uh, side winding road that kind of cuts directly through something that would normally, you know, you'd have to go around a larger kind of hill or something, or maybe cut around a, a forest that would normally take a lot longer. And you guys will arrive at this this lovely little village. Um, not much to really see in a way of, of villages. It's a uh, farmland on the outside, uh, a larger uh, kind of village on the inside, uh, plenty of homes. Everybody kind of works together. Uh, you'll see you know, kids, people, farmers, uh, weavers, a uh, cow, walking down the street um, and uh, just just one large tavern and next to it a large kind of shop to the side of it um, the tavern is the Vesper Keeper uh, just the, the name that kind of hangs out the door Is this where you need us to, to take you, or do you need us to go further past Hollymead? No, this will do. Uh, the rest of it is just a short day's travel past here to the, uh, the shoreline. Uh, from there, I should meet my employer, and everything should be fine. Um, thanks again. Um, I wish you all wonderful luck in whatever you plan to do after this. I hope you have a wonderful time and we hope to see you again. Before you go, we do need to make sure that you sign off on the contract so that way we can get everything for the record. But otherwise, you have yourself a, a wonderful day and, and Rishi will produce whatever paperwork that we would have uh, presumably drafted up for her to, to sign for us to turn in. Yeah, she'll uh, uh, she'll give a quick signature. Uh, just uh, Rebecca, 
before she leaves, Brooke will, provided she can, uh, take her hand, kiss it, and say, It was an absolute pleasure. Would have been more of a pleasure had it not rained. I would agree. Thank you. And good luck. Thank you. And horse will trot down the road, out the gate, down the countryside. Arya turns to Rook. You're such a flirt. Uh, when an opportunity lands in your face, you 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 flirt with it, okay? In your face now. That um. <laughs> Don't take that out. Stop. I was going to say, Rishi. <laughs> that, that, that's a very specific phrasing, if I duly noted. Um, oh, you're a bit of a pervert, aren't you? Yes, I am. Uh, Rishi will reach, in, reach into his uh, bag, by the way, and, and pull out, uh, I believe it was turquoise, uh, a bunch of turquoise fabric, and toss it. Was it teal? Yeah. Okay, Same teal difference. Then. Relatively, um, yeah. and toss it to Rook. Uh, I've yeah. been working on that. It's been finished. Um, I didn't get time to measure you, so I kind of went bigger because that seems to be more your style than than tighter clothing. Um, yeah. So if it's too big, get a belt. I what? What is it? What is it? What do you think it? It's a it's a tunic. <laughs> we. I don't know, it could have been a dress. <laughs> no, oh god, no. Could have been a hat. Reese would never give someone a dress if they yeah, dress. Fair. Yeah, Rick wouldn't be a fan of a dress. Okay, it's it's a tunic. Um we'll look at it. It is actually a little too big. Uh thank you. This mm -hmm. is this is this is really nice. I like it. Oh. As, yeah. as you guys are doing that, uh everybody will see a very strange sight. Rishi, um, while you're sitting there talking, your sword will come from its sheath and wander over to the nearby store looking through the window. Just kind of floating. Uh, Hi, Rishi. Um, yeah, no, that's new for me. Oh, I guess I should have let you guys know my sword does talk, um, but that's, oh. that, that is new. Um, and Rishi will just kind of just as casually walk over <laughs> and just see what the sword is looking at. So in the window are like uh, smaller daggers. Uh, some have some like ornate handles, and and you're looking like masterwork daggers. Uh, things with like mother of pearl inlay into the handles. Uh, some Damascus blades, where like you see that that like wiggle of the 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 nice kind of material in the blade. Yeah, and it, the fifteen and twenty oh, next to the. Those there look fucking delicious. So scrumptious there. Are you... Does it want a friend? No. No, it does not. It's, um... It wants a meal. It look, It's looking to enhance itself, which I do kind of... Well, I would say, hopefully these aren't, um, too nice, but we'll, we'll see what we can do. Uh, I don't know who wants to come with me on this journey. Rishi will grab the sword and like try to sheathe it not like forcefully but just see if he can like discreetly sheathe it so that hopefully there's not like a scene as to why there's like a sword just kind of like 
chilling around. Yeah, like <laughs> it's definitely not gonna go into the sheath. Push it okay. in there. Then then Rishi will just like kind of hold it, just trying not to make a scene. Just someone holding their sword up to a window of daggers. Just <laughs> not Oh, you are near the optics there. Just a little bit. Um I might be able to help you there. And you'll see the blade recede into the hilt. Ooh. That's actually very useful. Hopefully we can get like a a trick blade. It would be interesting. Anyway, but I'll... Uh, Rishi will turn to the group. I don't know who wants to uh, go shopping. Once again, whoever doesn't go shopping, if you secure a room and then hopefully after this we can go investigate a crime scene. Uh, I'll go with you. Several week old crime scene. I'm sure that'll yield a lot of results. I will uh, go get us a room at the tavern. Probably more than one crime scene. Probably more than one crime scene. Uh, okay, Rishi will like open the door. Rishi will go in first, but then kind of motion for Soul and anyone else who is with him to go into the store like first. Okay. Um, the store's title is The Wares and Tears. I like that. Um, as you kind of enter, there is pretty general stuff at the very beginning. You know, you've got the big old kind of window that shows pretty much everything, you know, all the fancy stuff. That's where your high-priced items are. Uh, but in here, you can get clothing, cloaks, uh, general stuff. You've got some arrows to the side, um, healer's kits. There's some... Um, uh, uh, basic uh, gear for like uh, like adventuring, so you your rope, you've got your candles, you've got your pittance, you've got um, pretty much general stuff in here. Uh, and then in a small section in the back, they've also got some armaments, so you're looking at uh, heavier armor, light armor, a little bit of leather kind of situations, and then they go into your weapons, your swords, your rapiers, some whips, um, etc. Um, and to the small back corner is a uh, uh, a dark elf uh, gentleman, uh, kind of pointed ears. Um, I, kind of going about some like bookkeeping. Um, so kind of, he's got a few small coins on the counter, just kind of counting two or three to the side, going okay, okay, and then writing with a quill on a sheet of paper, kind of doing some math in his head. Uh, at at your leisure shopkeep um when you when you have a moment I those were nice enough daggers that you had on display over there and Rishi will point at the two in the window uh how much would those go for oh uh they're um uh, masterworks, so a little bit more expensive than your average weapon. Um, the lowest starts about 50 pop. Okay. How about... that? That's understandable. I, I, I. Would you be willing to take either a trade of labor or other trade goods for those? Would someone um, not have 50 gold on them? For example, we're we're of um, we're of a consider guild. it depending we'd what's be on the, to do, the table. 
we'd be willing to do any work that needs to be done for you, uh, assuming it's within our capabilities, or I myself am a, a craftsman of some skill uh, when it comes to making uh, clothing. Um, so if you have any need of anything like that, I can also do that if you need. Uh, though I would say our, our work tends to be better done in, in quests than my clothing work, to be honest. How much do you have, Rishi? Uh, 20, 28 gold, so I, I don't I have, ask. I have 25. I, I don't really I, have uses to spend. I I appreciate the offer. Let us see. Before, given the reason why I am needing these, uh, I don't want to take take your money. I'd rather do some work for this. But thank you, though. I'm always up for a trade, but uh, I don't I always want to make it worth it. As far as it goes for physical labor, um, don't have anything currently. Uh, stock was brought in about two days ago. Um, so, not really hurting for physical work. But always welcome to look for a trade. There's there's no jobs that you need, no rats in a cellar, or uh, perhaps some wolves that have been bothering you, or... Um... Perfectly capable of stepping on my own rats. I figured. And <laughs> the wolves are usually taken care of by the farmers. Okay, that's... Um... Well... I suppose in that case, uh, I'll have to. Sorry, sorry to to waste your time. I'll need to consider things because I don't have much on me other than Reshield motion at the extraordinary amount of fabric on his back that I believe is only worth like four gold. Uh, other than than this, but this is. Uh, oh, you've got some fabric there. As as far as fabric goes, yes, I have fabric. That is that is true. Well, let's take a look at it here. Uh, Rishi, we don't will, have a weaver here. So. Rishi will dump out the the five bolts of various colored clothing or, or colored fabric. Um, I will keep the remainder of the one bolt that I have for for my cloak uh, to the side. Great. Um. Well. I can give you, um, say, five gold per bowl. Uh, we don't have a weaver here, so they're in high demand, and something I often get asked for. But uh, five's about as far as I can go. Well, that would be good. I can do that. Uh, How many bowls do you wish to part with? You can take the lot. Uh, Henry Shield just kind of put that there, and then uh, basically all all of his gold on the table. Um, that would be, by my math, 25 gold in raw goods, and then 25 gold in liquid capital. Uh, I'll take... And Rishi will kind of hold that thought and that sentence while looking at the two daggers, seeing if the sword has a preference for Damascus steel or nice 
hilt work. I would assume Damascus steel because the hilt is already fairly nice on the sword. Um, what would you find yourself thinking? Uh, surface thoughts uh, about the two blades. Uh, I think Rishi would actually probably like the hilt uh, of the like a nice gilded hilt would look better than the I believe the sword has a nice hilt but it's plain so Rishi would probably like the nicer hilt than the nicer blade so it'll, it'll be kind of like hovering over that one uh, I'll take the dagger with the, the nice hilt there uh, if I may I Rishi'll just kind of yeah. motion toward it uh, payments been made. Uh, thank you for the fabric. Uh, good doing business with you. Good doing business with you, Rishi. will do a, you know, business shake. Go over, grab the hilt. Um, just put it in, like, a small side sheath. Uh, Sol, did you need anything? There's... Uh, I don't know what you... Maces, hammers, big... Punchy... <laughs> she has a trident <laughs> on her back. I don't know what you... Something. <laughs> it, a, a net. Ooh, a net. Do you need a net? Uh, Thematic. I mean, we've got margin dust weapons. We've got some some fresh-made rations to decide there. We've got some pittance, some rope. Uh, the person tents are over to the back. Actually, Corey, um, I have a question. Does he have any, like, bolas? And if so, how much would those be? It's Bolas. ropes with, like, uh, rocks. It's it's a rope with a rock attached to, like, each end that you throw at people to trip them. No, well, he doesn't. From a blacksmith, it'd probably be chains uh, with balls on it, but, fair. yeah, same... Same thing. A tripping weird. weapon. Yeah. I guess it's I like could just three, throw... three, three blunt things on the end of a rope that extend when you throw it I, and wrap I themselves feel like around I could just something. Make a bolus, essentially, like a very makeshift yeah. one. So. There, there's plenty enough there. So you, he's got like several times of, kinds of rope. So you got your silken rope, you've got your hempen rope, you've got your standard twine rope, um, and then of course he sells you know ball bearings all the way up to like small little cannonballs, personal cannonballs. So like everything's there to make it, but he hasn't put them together. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess if I could get the raw materials for that, and then also because I am that player that will do that if I could also get a bag of ball bearings, which I think is only a silver, at least according to the handbook. Not that much. Uh, let's see. Uh, I know the cannonball will be... Ball bearings should be expensive. Uh, That's a labor-intensive process. It's It really is. It's wild that they're like... Like, just because they're not these days, doesn't mean that they like... Like, that before mechanization like it would be hard to make yeah so a bag of ball bearings is a gold piece oh it is a gold um piece. a cannonball will be a gold piece um because uses about the same material as the bag um and then i think the the rope would be the cheapest part um which i think for for like 50 feet of the rope if you're going standard or hempen it's like five silver okay uh Rishi has has rope um, and could also just borrow some rope from basically probably just Ilo, but I will 
absolutely spend the rest of my gold to buy things that will not come in handy ever uh, and get two cannonballs and some ball bearings for some bolus. Uh, two things. Do you have any, like, books about, I guess, shipwrecks or, or things that have happened? I guess history that are, like, sunken uh, cities. Any of that nature? Uh, oh, well, uh, we do have a book titled The Steamy Mistress and the Sea, but that's more of a romance novel. How much is it? Say, uh, two gold. It's made with fine paper. I'll take it, and so give him two gold. He'll uh, head over behind the shelf where they've got a couple of books. And he'll grab the uh, this like uh, green kind of spine and pull that out, and he'll kind of slide it over to you. All right. And the other thing is, is that we are, we were part of the Twilight's Chosen, and we were sent here to to look into what has been going on in the town. Can you give us any information? Uh, the guys will go, the Twilight's Chosen, and he'll kind of like reach a hand up. It's tr tr truly a pleasure. Truly. We are not the, the famous ones. We were just added. I mean, still, I mean, their deeds alone, I mean, you've got to be somebody of skill to be part of their guild, I'm sure. That's um, us? Um, I, I don't personally deal with any of the, the guild situation, but if you go over to the tavern, they've got everything you need to know there. They'll be able to help you. Okay. Thank you. Hey, uh, do you mind if I, uh, maybe use this as, like, saying, you know, come to the wares and tears, the Twilight's Chosen. We're the Twilight's Chosen, and this is our favorite shop in Hollymead. I <laughs> see this man get set. She's cheeky, continues, walks out. Hello. <laughs> He'll kind of scour underneath the, 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 the counter there and he'll pull out a crystal. Would you mind speaking that? Rishi, Rishi will. We're the Twilight's Chosen, and this is our favorite shop in Hollingmead. Lovely, perfect. And he'll, he'll just kind of tap it. You know what? How about this? Um, for doing this, we'll say... 20 gold purchase on the house yearly. Sure. Could we compensate that retroactively to my purchase? <laughs> Rishi will sure. look at the... Okay. Rishi will grab Do you the want that to form in, of your fabric or the coin? The, the coin. You can keep the fabric. Your, your town, you said you were in need of fabric. I'd, I'd rather have liquid assets, and you seem to need fabric. Riches haven't been mended in years, so... <laughs> and he'll, uh, okay, I'll 20 gold and hand that over. Um, you'll go. see... 
as you're as you're kind of putting your coin in, he'll go over to the side and he'll grab this wooden plank, and uh, he'll grab a book from under the counter and he'll look for it. And go, okay, all right, Chad, where it is? Where is it? Where is it? Ah, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. And look to you. Look back there. Look to you and look back at the wood. And he'll cast minor illusion. And he'll use you just standing there holding like a, a couple of uh, the, uh, the, the cannonballs, just like, <laughs> right. And he'll put the crystal uh, kind of next to the head of you. And, and he'll sit that to the front door. And as you leave, uh, if you were to pass it, it just kind of proximity spouts what you said. There we go. I'll take it. I'll do that at every store. Let's do that at the tavern. Come on, guys. You gotta just sell out. Uh, Rishi will step out and look at Soul. Fake humility gets you nowhere. And we'll uh, keep keep walking back to the tavern. Milo will be right outside. Um, he didn't go in. He didn't go to the tavern, but he was waiting for you. What happened to the the bolts oh um turns out that well-made things are expensive and technically i made money and i didn't have to do the work so i profit you know that's um the name of the game that's it. If I was planning on taking those bolts of fabric and making clothes, selling the clothes for money, but sometimes you can just sell the fabric for money and don't have to do the work. Right. The right. Halo so, <laughs> goes like red in the face and he's like, I'm going to go find Rook. Uh, I'll say before you walk by, as as he's explaining to you, Soul will walk by and said he sold out and just keep walking. I did that too. Uh, I imagine by this point Rook has actually gone into the tavern in hope of finding a room. Yeah, same That's where I assumed yeah. that they would be. So um, Ilo's gone to the tavern to find Arya and um, Arya and Rook. Mostly Rook. Yeah. Hey, Kate is uh, there too. What the hell? Uh, sorry, Kate is too. Sorry. I, I, I'm so sorry. I have... I have He's the I healer. Have, how could you Hated forget our number one healer? No, 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 He's no, a okay. healer and he hates shopping. <laughs> I, I, have, I have a confession to make. My character sheet is kind of covering Dust and Kadeth, Dust and Max. So I hadn't heard from Max for a while. So you just sort of like disappeared from my reality for a minute. I'm sorry. I'm well, sorry. It's probably me because I wasn't in the scene because I was with the other group who was also not in the scene. I know, but I can see <laughs> them. I'm so sorry, Max. He just yes. forgot about us. Yeah. That's all it is. <laughs> we don't matter. Nope. Okay. okay. Um, uh, so, so Corey, if I may ask, uh, can I get a description of this barkeep? Oh, you muted. Corey, you muted. It is a uh, elven gentleman, um, blonde hair, uh, kind of shoulder length, uh, pulled back to a ponytail, um, kind of very thin features. Uh, clothing's not too fancy, uh, but he will be um, pretty much pulling food out from the back, uh, 
you know, putting peanuts on the counter, of course, you know, mm. cleaning the cups. As one does. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll make conversation for a bit, go through the motions, buying a room. How much would a room for, for three people, how much would three rooms for two people each be? Three rooms for two people each. Uh, so they would be two silver per room. Cool. So six. Cool. Uh, Rook will drop a gold on the counter. Uh, he will start working on change. Oh, no, no. Dead. However much alcohol that pays for, let it go to the rest of that. Fair enough. Uh, and she will glance at Arya and Kadith. And you said he's an elf, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, she'll glance around the room. Are there other elves in this general's vicinity? Besides the four of us, who are all at least part. Uh, being that it is, I, I'd say probably two or three uh, p.m. this evening. Hmm. Uh, no, uh, okay. there is uh, maybe some of the older generation in here. So, like an older human male, um, uh, like an old seamstress, uh, people who have have kind of ended their day early. Uh, everybody else kind of residing in the town are still out doing their thing. Because the big thing about taverns are is they're like a social place for the town. So during the day when everybody should be working, it's pretty empty. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the reason I ask is Rook is going to uh, kind of drop their voice a little bit and in Elvish say, So... I've been hearing some things about possible issues going on in the town. Anything I should be worried about? Um... Truthfully, I, uh, I did get a hiring in not too long ago. We were having some issues with creatures winding up dead. Um, one of the farmers got hurt uh, uh, they didn't really give him much information but I filled out a workload for them, put it in the book of course um, it was taken a few days ago actually, so just waiting on them to you know, arrive uh, but uh, as, of, as of now we haven't had an event in three days and it's been very particular to uh, events outside of the walls. So, perfectly safe here. Perfect. Oh, that's... Uh, is he responding in kind, by the way? In, in Elvish? Uh, no, common. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, she'll switch back to common, then. Um, well, that's good to hear. I was a little concerned traveling all this way. Uh, just outside the walls. Uh, what kind... Forgive me, what kind of... Uh, Creatures are we talking about? No idea. Um, huh. In fact, the person who hired the group didn't quite know what it was either. It apparently came in the night, um, and from the way it sounded, it's almost as if he wasn't uh, sure if it had hurt him, or certain events had hurt him through a scare of the creature. So it's all kind of a blur for me. Hmm. And honestly, you know, 
Mom's the word is, you know, it's between him and the the hiring crew, of course. Of course, of course. And uh, who is this gentleman? If you know. If, if, if that's for you to share, of course. No. no. Only to the people who, of course, were hired, so. Well, Perfectionalism I... and all. Of course, of course. Well, thank you for your information. Indeed. I imagine this is at about that point that Ilo comes back in. Would be a good place for it. Yeah. Sure. Actually, uh, let's uh, use this moment. Once we're all kind of back and convened at the end, let's go ahead, take a break, grab some water, use the bathroom. Um, we will be back with you guys here shortly. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, stock up on water, use the bathroom. See you guys soon. Thanks, everyone. Hi, everybody. I want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for watching. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, post, ring that bell, whatever you guys are watching on. Um, it's really going to help us out, get this episode out and this season out to people who haven't yet been able to join in the adventure. Uh, I want to thank Cobalt Press for Tomes of Beasts and Creature Codex. Some really great books. If you haven't read them, do read them. And Sirenscape for allowing us to use their music in the background of all of our stuff. Um, we've got a link down below. If you're on YouTube, there's a link below that you can see pretty much every sound we use um, from pretty much anything to sound effects to background music, everything. Uh, thanks again. Anyway, I don't want to hold you guys up too much. Uh, enjoy the little break, and I will see you guys at the end of the episode. Thanks for waiting for the break. Um, my eyeballs were spent. Um, let's uh, start back up with uh, everybody returning to the inn. Um, well, at least uh, I think Jace, Chris, no, uh, yeah, sorry, Rishi, Ilo, Soul, um, Rook, you're there. Is Kadath and Arya still there as well, or are they off doing their own thing? Sarah's uh, probably gone straight up to the bar after Rook's done to ask if they need someone to perform. And it's just been chilling about with the, the two of them until Hilo got there. So, yeah. The, um... The elven gentleman. Um... We don't have anyone performing. Usually, though, uh, we, we just kind of let the stage be empty. Uh, sure. 
it depends on the compensation you're hoping, because... Oh, I don't need compensation. That's fine. Then fine. Yeah, go. Take, the stage is yours. Uh, works great. Okay. She'll just smile and return to her friends. Oh, hello. Hello. Oh. What's on the menu? What's on the menu? Mitch on the menu tonight. Is it Seabreeze? Is it Seabreeze on the menu tonight? Corey? Here. Oh, oh. Cameras did the thing. Oh, no. Sorry, it's. I'm trying to open a menu and it. Oh. Anytime anything goes over Discord for some reason, which I don't understand, it's never done this before. Uh, anytime it goes over that, it just messes with the cameras. Um, Seabreeze is an option here. Um, yeah, yes, sir. It has kind of changed throughout the years because I know you've had it before in another campaign. I've had it um, in a couple campaigns. Couple. I always ask for it. I want to know yeah, what this does. Uh, probably like 2,000 years past that. Um, oh, yeah, the recipe would have evolved. Potentially. Um, Is it going to be salty now? Explain, Corey. I'm excited. Ooh. Salted rim. Well, I will. I will explain if we order it. I'm um, gonna order it. Hadith hears something named C on the menu. He's ordering it. Same with Soul. So the C is um, a very particular drink, only kind of sold in a few places in Talalia. Uh, the Sea Breeze is pretty much an old, popular favorite. And um, let me see if I can. I don't know where I've put that. Um, sea breeze, sea breeze, sea breeze. The sea breeze is made of uh, raspberry and blueberry uh, flavoring. There is a soft bit of mint in it as well. Um, as you kind of drink it, the first thing that's going to hit you is that that flavor, that niceness. It's going to cool your throat. That salt is going to create almost like an, an oceanic kind of feel and a mouth feel almost. And uh, as it goes down, it's going to soothe and cool. You're going to feel almost as if your your body's being hit by a nice ocean wind. Um, your your faces might actually get a little bit of a, like cool condensation. Um, and uh, it is just straight up relaxing, really. Uh, it is now garnished with a bit of blueberry and a lime slice to the side. Um, I'd, I'd show you a photo, but uh, I, I don't have one in the game. Uh, relatively delicious. Uh, some say that uh, if, perchance, you were uh, suffering from exhaustion, it might curl up. I'm going to have to be a mixologist in real life and make a sea breeze to show you next for a different time, Corey. I'll make it. All if you make it, you let me know how it tastes because I've never, I've never even thought of making it. Because, I know the like, sea breeze is a real drink you can make, but I want to make this version. <laughs> okay, you said you said raspberry and blueberry and mint. Uh, blueberry raspberry uh, with a heavy thought of mint, uh, uh, salt, uh, crusted mint. Salt. Oh, okay. 
I, uh, you and I will have to see if we can make that happen separately, and then we'll have a competition for who has a pen drink. <laughs> <laughs> That's my cool. stupid little brother. What? Did you not see what my brother said? No, I just- oh, huh, okay. Yeah, uh, new. <laughs> um... Yep, Rook just downs it. It's nice. Nice me being back on the sea. Cheers to that. To raise a glass. Me too. Our time on the sea was actually pretty nice. So I, I think that's uh, pretty pretty good for me, though. You all have been on the sea? Mm-hmm. I I met Ilo but... across the across the sea. For as long as I can remember I've been on the sea. Yeah. Yeah, I I knew about you and Kadith. But the rest of you have all been on a I've never been on a boat. That it makes might... you feel better, Rook. I've also never been on a boat. That yeah. does make me feel better, thank you. I was thinking oh, I was weird. I, I met him in... <laughs> was it... I'm I'm sorry, I... I'm tired. Did we meet in Truma or did we meet in Greenwood proper? Yes, sir. It was Truma. That's what I thought. We... Is there anything stronger on the menu? Uh, there is Dwarven Rotgut. I'll have one of those. What's your race? Um, half Fey. Do you have advantage against more... poison? Hmm. Do you have advantage against poison? <laughs> uh, I don't believe so. No, no advantage unless someone's trying to charm me with it. <laughs> It, it's not that bad, you gotta give it a shot. I remember you had that in Hazel. Yes. I did too. And uh, threw it up. up well for you. Yes. Yeah. I'll have another. I'm gonna put um I'm gonna put one of my good berries in the rock bed and let it dissolve. <laughs> Just to take the edge off a bit. And then I'm going to drink it moderately. And okay. not do what Saul did. <laughs> I'm going to do the exact same thing and like I did before and chug it. And I get a constitution roll. Would you like one from me as well? or? No, you're drinking moderately. Um, if he's okay. chugging it. Okay, 15. Um take a good swig uh there's gonna be like a shiver down your spine when you when you reach kind of that flavor it is nearly like drinking alcohol straight from the 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 straight alcohol bottle from from like cleaning wounds and stuff uh isoprophic isoprophic alcohol almost exactly like that taste it's not great uh it is strong um, and just moments after chugging your first and entire uh, thing, uh, you will feel extremely tipsy. Uh, you, the world kind of gets a little 
little lighter. Uh, you feel a little bit more giggly. Uh, you get that lightheadedness feel where, like, if you shift your head back and forth, it's like a little bit of a, a soothing kind of roller coaster for your brain. She starts talking like like a pirate, like like how like it starts to show that she's a she was part of a pirate group. It is grinning. I thought we were going to go check out the the reason we were here, trying to like not make their what they're supposed to be doing known to everyone else in the tavern. Are we going to take a day to acclimate? To Hollymead? I, I think we should just go and do it. That's a spirit. I I don't intend on drinking too much. We can we can do it tonight. I do worry about soul, but that's me. Well, soul is the reason I'm asking, because they she does not look very good. I feel uh, I could take anything on. We know. I would one of the good berries. Uh, would one of the good berries work to help Soul feel a little more sober, a little less drunk? Um, it should if she hasn't had anything else to eat today. Since it'll it'll give you the sense that you've eaten a full meal. But it won't do anything to, like, remove the level of drunkenness. It'll just help her feel better in the stomach. Hmm. Uh, since we're here, though, the, the shopkeep at the where, where I bought the dagger did say that anything that we'd need would be here, so I can at least ask about that, and we can... <laughs> See if we. That's right. Let's go do it. And she starts walking. Nope. You are going to stay here and Hari will try to grab Sol. Rishi's got this. Rook will help. (laughs) Thank you. As I'll say, Rishi will look back, kind of nod and wink, uh, and then walk up to the barkeep. Uh, Friend, uh, we're here from. Uh, Twilight's Chosen, and we were told uh, to begin investigating some mysterious goings-on in the town, and we were told to start here. Uh, You had information for us? Well, I I do know the gentleman which you are looking to uh, reach up to. Um, He is just outside of town. Uh, He's going to have... Silverish hair, uh, whiter old gentleman. Um, he takes care of most of the cattle in town. Um, so, uh, if you head out to the northern gate to the right, you'll see open fields without um, without crops. A uh, small uh, kind of green roofed house just down that way, and uh, that'll be. We can get more of your information. Um, generally, I I only have the generals, which was. Written within the note. Um, so. Wonderful. Um, in addition, before we go out that way, because uh, we are investigating some mysterious fires, if not arsons, uh, 
Would you mind at least giving us directions to those locations so that we could check those out at our leisure? Um, yeah. Uh, they haven't been extremely large. Um, what happened to the, the feeding uh, trough um, just about a, a road down, uh, there was a, a windmill used to uh, kind of grind grain just on the outskirts to over by the greenhouse. Um, and then there was just one kind of in the middle of the road. Um, I, honestly, I don't know if I connected, but um, I don't know. Okay, a feeding trough, a windmill, and was it an intersection or was it just the middle of a road? No, it's um, so once you're, you're heading out towards town, towards the main gate, you'll see it. Giant brown spot center of a dirt path, just a straight road. No intersection, no cross, no three-way. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll get around to that. Rishi will kind of look over at Sol uh, once we've had something to, to eat. Speaking of, um, could you send some whatever food you feel is uh, appropriate uh, for us, we've had a bit of a travel, and some food would do us do us well. Uh, Rishi will slide. Uh, I don't know. I, Rishi would probably know what an appropriate amount for food is. Uh, five silver? Yeah, that would cover most of the table. That's um, what I figured. Yeah, so, like, he'll, uh, he'll get to work. He'll probably bring some, like, uh, uh, basically, like, meatloaf. Um, some bread. I had meatloaf for dinner tonight. <laughs> I'm gonna have meatloaf for dinner tonight. It's a meatloaf night. It's meatloaf Monday. Yeah. Not sure what I'm doing. So meatloaf. what do you say, pretty boy? <laughs> uh, he said we're having meatloaf, and that will be out shortly. Um, in addition, there have been uh, three fires. Uh, one at a feeding trough, just a street over. One at a windmill, and one at a random location in the middle of a road on our way out of town, which we will need to go to go speak to the person that will be giving us the information uh, outside of town in the fields without crops, tints to the cattle. Uh, so we can we can check that out. You are a lot better at asking people about things than I am. And that right. is why we send Rishi to do it. Yeah. It, I could have done it. No? I. No. To be honest, I don't doubt that. that. Sometimes being direct helps, but sometimes it helps to be a little bit less... I feel like belligerent isn't the right word, but like a little bit more calm, a little bit more charming. Rishi will kind of sit and wink. Anyway, like I said, food will be here soon, um, so we can get some you know, grease in us to absorb all of that. And then we can get going. Very sure. <laughs> I say we order another drink. No. Rook, I think you are very charming. A drink of, a drink of water, maybe, and yes. Uh, Rook, you do have charm. I saw how you handled our, uh, Rebecca. We say escort. We, we we escorted her, so we were the escorts. Hey, we were escorts. 
could put that on your <laughs> CV. I don't think I will be adding that. <laughs> but thank you. I why is everything you say is a double entendre? Well, because otherwise, everything I would say would be boring. Have to add spice to life in some way. Why not in speech? I'm gonna get up and go get a uh, solid glass of water. Um, Milo's gonna get up and leave the tavern and he'll yell back, Rishi, you can put my meatloaf up in the room. And then he'll close the door. Then her room will smell like meatloaf. Better than smelling like you there. I mean, fair, <laughs> but I mean, I don't want it to you know, smell like old meat. Ah, meatloaf in a closed room. Ugh. God, <laughs> I, I'm getting I, hungry I, now. I wanted to say something, but I feel like it would have been very bad. Uh, okay, I will. I will go grab the water, hand it to Sol, kind of glance at Arya, like make sure she drinks it, and then. <laughs> I'm gonna trail after Ilo. And it'll be sitting next to Sol, making sure that she's just... Alright. He's been with Drunk Sol before, though. They're, they're leaving. Should we follow them? Nope. We're gonna sit here while you drink your water, and then we're gonna eat food. Arya's gonna start noticing that you said that everyone else in the tavern are kind of older. Yeah, um... You know, just people who don't really have a lot of duties within town. Alright, so she's she's gonna play like a very common work song. It's essentially a sea shanty. Okay. She's just gonna sit there and play that on the flute and see if that kind of rings with anyone or if anyone enjoys that. Um I think for the most part they'll they'll kind of oh. nod along. Uh you know, you're like playing to like three or four people, so like there's probably not going to be much of a tip or anything like that. No, um, she's not looking for a tip. She's just entertaining and trying to get a feel for what to play tonight after we come back. There'll there'll be some um, relaxation. Cool. Uh, eventually, the meatloaf will show up. Um, it is uh, kind of a mixture uh, between uh, a little bit of beef, about fourth of pork, breadcrumbs uh, mixed, in, mixed into a loaf. Um, they'll have slow roasted that with uh, Canadian bacon, cut, uh, kind of latticed uh. over that. Um, and they will have like a thickened uh, tomato sauce with like half cut uh, tomato cherries, kind of laying on top, salt and pepper uh, to flavor, uh, of course, with a little bit of like a. Uh, a pepper on top, which you know, once you cut into it, you'll see that there are little speckles of pepper uh, kind of into it. So it's got a little bit of a bite to it. Of course, then you have some uh, bread homemade, uh, soft, kind of buttery, flaky, and then uh, some well-cut brie cheese uh, to the side. I need to start taking my headphones off for these food descriptions. Good God. Do you see, Reese will take the brie at least. And munch on that. So, if I may ask, uh, what is Ilo up to? Um, Ilo is heading towards the um, 
the feeding trough, because I think that's the the um the lowliest challenge. Mm. The least amount to investigate. Um Um, he'll have um, dug out of his pack the vial of ashes from the Agnabara that um, the group had fought long ago, a month ago. And um, he'll be trying to figure out if maybe these uh, this fire, at least at the feeding trough, was caused by a similar elemental creature. By comparing the ashes that remain. Uh, go ahead and give me investigation or arcana up to you. Okay, I'll give an investigation because I kind of already know what to look for with the arcana because I've done an arcana check on this these ashes before. So I think investigation would be more appropriate. Oh, one. Hmm. Uh, judging by the angle. And uh, the the way that it's it's kind of spread from a singular point, um, just about the distance and stuff like that. Um, this spot uh, must have been some sort of ignition from, say, a lightning bolt. Uh, not not like magical, like uh, natural. Kind of hit and sparked. Um, whether there was like a a little bit of uh, flammable kind of powder or, or something that was, was kind of left in the spot, it just kind of up to it real quick. Hmm. Is Rook uh, tailing Rook, Ilo? Rook is tailing him. Uh, I think not quite, like, next to him, but, like, she's not hiding. She's pretty loud. Oh. Following Hello, Rook. Hello. You decided to wander off. Figured I'd make sure you didn't die. <laughs> Thank you, but uh, I just wanted to rule out this one thing before the group got started. Not to waste any time. Hmm. So... It looks like this fire was started by lightning, of all things. I don't know how you can seduce lightning to your whim. I wouldn't know. I've I've seen magic do that a few times, but... Uh, it doesn't seem magical. Hmm. But you're right. Hey, Corey. Yes? Just on a whim. Is there hmm. a way that I can, like, tap into the, the power that I used that one time before when I was accidentally jump-scared by a banshee? Or not accidentally. Um, jump-scared by a banshee and do divine sense. Do I get or, anything? Uh, can, uh, from divine sense? Uh, yeah, let me pull no, that up. No, okay. not here. Uh, yeah, nothing. I, I mean, you might, you know, ping from, like, a, a fey kind of situation yeah. from, like, uh, passerby, but like nothing that's Milo, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Not nothing <laughs> out of the ordinary. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Very minute, very calm. Seems to be mundane in all counts. 
right. to my knowledge. Hmm. So, this tells us very little, unless all three incidences were started the same way, then we might have something. But can, I suppose we better wait for the others. Can I yeah. can I ask a, a meta question that possibly would have been answered by ILOs 21? Maybe. Is there anything in that trough that would have naturally attracted lightning? Like, essentially, is there any reason... Like, can ILO rule out that this is a natural occurrence, at least? That lightning would have struck this trough? Mm -hmm. I mean, there's some some iron nails within the trough, uh, maybe a coin or something at the bottom. So it's not necessarily without metal or or you know. Right, but it, there's there's like higher stuff, and presumably troughs are near other structures, so that even with metal, there's stuff above it. Typically, correct? Yeah, roughly. Okay. Um, then again, you know, sometimes depending upon the storm, it lightning. Yeah, lightning can be weird, and you know, uh, okay. I just, but no, there's not like any kind of particular thing that would make it be more of like a lightning rod, unless you know okay. there was something like standing there, or or like maybe somebody placed something close by that could have been metal uh, that was moved later. But currently, nothing there. No tracks. No weird markings that would state anything out of the ordinary. Okay. Thank so, you. so either we have an empty crime scene or we have a coincidence. Yes, but I doubt Twilight's Chosen would have sent us here if they believed it was simply a coincidence. There's I also that eyewitness. Hmm. Maybe we go eat and then we figure this out? Um, I'll stay here just to see if I can dig anything else up. I'm I'd not really particularly hungry. I've already had, and he pops another good berry in his mouth, two meals today. Ilo, I'll put it this way. I'm hungry and I'm not leaving you alone. Okay, let's get you something to eat. We're cool. Head back to the tavern. Okay. I think by now everybody's probably had at least a good, solid, playful. Um, if Souls had something to eat, you'll kind of... Uh, like, you, you'll still feel buzzed, but a little bit more in control. She will have, like, her book in front of her face, just not saying anything to anybody. Edith will be looking over her <clears throat> shoulder, attempting to put into practice what he's learned from Arya. And see if you can pick up on any words in the book. Oh, she ain't writing. She's just hiding her face. Yeah, well, she's got stuff written in her book, so, you know. Fair enough. You can see if any of the words stick out. Probably not successfully, but he'll try nonetheless. that a question? Or are you trying to roll for it? Yeah. No. I'm just stating. I don't think it I don't think uh I don't think it matters too much to the story. 
whether or not he can or can't see anything in her book yet. Does anyone want my meatloaf? About, I doubt they'll take it back. I bet Rishi wants her meatloaf. As Rook is just eating her own. Right, and he'll pass it over to Rishi. He's like, yeah, if I don't watch my figure, who will, right? Who will? Can't have you gaining too much weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, you already got enough weight for both of you. Me? Sure. Like, six stones, but sure. I like um, twelve. Not, Can not we hear the sword, or is it just him? Just him. Nice. Rishi, Rishi does have to do math, mostly because I also have to do math on 12 stone. Rishi, God, God, Rishi is not 12 stone. <laughs> uh, I apologize for my behavior. Doing okay now? Better. Cool. We've all had it happen. Drink a bit too much. Mm-hmm. We gotta leave that dwarven stuff alone. Yeah. Yeah. But it's an experience. I like to try different things. Maybe next time we be a bit more cautious when we try new things. Yeah, the captain used to say cautions for those who don't fully live. And said a lot of things that were bullshit. Fair. The captain was really not a good person. Also fair. What's up with this captain of yours? You two talk about him a lot. Well, he wanted to kill me. Yep. Uh, what? <sighs> well, he uh, wanted to put him back overboard when we uh, found him. Oh, him oh. back from whence he came. <laughs> Kadeth will try to mock, but he can't really because his vocal cords don't allow it. But that's his impression of the ship captain. They also didn't really give me a name either. <clears throat> how did how did you come upon your name then? To, like point over to Gadath. Ah, it, it was her favorite month. Oh, that's cute. Until like back his head, cute like. <laughs> What does that have to do with anything? Oh, nothing. I, I'm, I mean, I'm named after a chess piece, so... I'm not one to judge. I suppose I'm not much better myself. What Soul named me. Oh, you named- Oh, you named each other- Oh, that's cute. Okay. 
Oh, before I met Sol, I was going by the twice drowned. Sol told me that was obnoxious and was too long to say. <laughs> Sol has a point. Uh, I so just gave an equally a... long name with multiple syllables that are quite distinctly difficult to say. It good choice. It was a name like I had been learning the uh, Aquin, and that's what what I picked. That's a word in Aquin. Like this, but yeah, I think that's like the primordial like speak for water, right? Aquin. Mm-hmm. Okay, just making sure. If anybody actually knows like that, it I, I won't say it. It's, it's a Something can, means something yeah. else. Yeah, if anybody knows, they can DM us. <laughs> yep. What was the question? If anybody knows Aquin, they can DM us. Uh, <laughs> in IRL, yeah. <laughs> no, because yeah, Cadus' name uh, means something that I... he thinks one thing and uh, actually means a different thing. I just found out the other day that uh, from the old movie Atlantis. They actually made a language for Atlantean, like written mm. out. Like, they have an entire uh, alphabet. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I cool. didn't know that. A- after the stream, I will share fun facts about the score of Avatar. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I I got my name in a similar way. I was, in. I, I mean, it's not my name, but. You know, like, I, I had somebody be like, Oh, you're like a rook from Dragon Chess. And then that was my name. So. Yeah. Uh, I was named Cabin Boy. <laughs> that upset me. That, that is unfortunate, yes. Yeah. So, uh, where did y'all two go? Well, we discovered that the first instant, well, perhaps not chronologically, but at the feeding trough, seems to have been struck by lightning. Mundane, nonetheless. That's all we found. Seems to have spread from a singular point. Could be a random occurrence. Could. Doubt it. But could. Could. Doubt it. Part of the things we're investigating are missing objects. Did you find anything in the trough? There was just a coin that I saw, but, uh... Couple of nails. I wasn't going to go... I wasn't going to go digging around those, but, um... If we happen to find another coin... I wonder if somebody's lost a box of nails. <laughs> uh, Will they have to? Uh, the best part probably would be to go talk, speak with the person and then figure out where the other two spots and go from there. I agree. The, uh, the eyewitness will help us shed light on the other two locations. So, do we go talk to him now, or are we gonna 
time is it? Um, time-wise, I'd say probably 6, 7 p.m. It's not too early to go to talk to someone at this time. We could go now. Good. I say we do it. It's better to, to get everything we can sooner than later. Nice. We have to find out who is injured, too. Maybe he knows as well, so that way we can figure that out. If not, we can always come back to the tavern and ask the owner. Sun uh, for the sunrise. Come on, let's go. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, following directions given, you guys will head out of the inn, you will uh, kind of go through the main gates just outside, uh, you'll kind of come around the uh, general wall for the small village, uh, and you'll see that that kind of uh, building with very distinct roofing just on the distance. Um, once you kind of reach closer to the front, uh, there will be a younger gentleman, um, uh, he's going to brown pants, uh, axe. Uh, long hair, brown, kind of pulled up back to a ponytail, kind of a little bit of wisp of hair to the front of him. Um, he's going to be chopping wood. Um, but there is an older gentleman, uh, kind of salt and peppered, uh, like graying hair, uh, kind of a goatee going on. Um, and he's just going to kind of be whittling wood, just kind of whistling a bit, just rocking back on this, this rocking chair. Edith notices that he's whittling, takes interest. Doesn't say anything, but he takes interest. Greetings, citizen, sir. How are we feeling this wonderful? Which one are you speaking to? You say there was an older guy with gray hair? Yeah, so there's two people. Um, oh. gentleman cutting the wood and an older gentleman on the porch. Oh, and that, yeah, I'll side by the guy cutting the wood unless he, like, stops me to go talk to the older guy, because that's what the barkeep told us. Talk to the guy with the guy gray hair. Well, he'll, uh, he'll stop cutting for a minute and kind of, you know, lay the head of the axe down to rest and kind of lean up on it. Brush his head a bit. Yeah, how can I help you? Uh, Evening, afternoon. Uh, we've been sent by the Twilight's Chosen to investigate some goings on. Um, and at the tavern, we were told to come here and speak to Rishi Motion at the, the older guy, if the guy that's chopping the wood is the one that does. Uh, you're talking to the younger man. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, that's that be Paul doing. Uh, you're going to want to speak to him. Wonderful. Uh, yep. uh, Rishi will just keep walking and just uh, kind of walk up. If the guy's on the porch, would still be like, you know, like essentially like in movie framing, like 10 feet off the porch, like standing like on the ground. Uh, Getting a bit closer, you'll notice that his leg is uh, kind of 
contrast between two flat pieces of wood with fabric uh, that like kind of like a uh, the grain sack uh, kind of ripped up into pieces and tied really tight to keep his leg nice and straight. Hmm. Uh, afternoon, sir. Um, as I said to him. Afternoon. Uh, we've been sent by the Twilight's Chosen, um, and the fine barkeep pointed us your direction. Uh, ah, I, you're them fancy adventurers. City folk. Yes, that is us. Uh, sent here to assist you and fix what problems we can. Uh, right. Yeah. We hired you for so, we've been told there were witnesses. Are you one of the witnesses? Yep. Yep, that's me. Wonderful. Well, that actually kind of two birds, one stones it. Uh, so, I guess, first off, uh, give us a essentially kind of the, the details of everything on and then once we get all of that information uh, testimony uh, well uh, I'm Drew uh, Drew Pickens that's my boy over there um, he was out working in the fields and uh so he wasn't wasn't there when it occurred, yeah, but uh, we've had uh, a few things around the farm just kind of happen. Here we lost a shovel uh, one week, and then uh, bought a pail, replaced it, lost it again. Just kind of like they got legs and walked the hell off. I, I don't know where they went. Um, few uh, few grains. We would feed the cattle it uh those just can't call where they're at you know uh normally we keep them over there in the, the grain silo but uh just short one day uh, didn't get to know them. none of the animals got in there so uh thankfully it's just small stuff things you kind of replace um then the other night we were uh coming back for a long day out in the field there and uh, I heard something in the silo a bit dark and the sun just going down so I cracked the lantern made my way over there the door was cracked open and I peered inside and I don't know what it was it just it wouldn't stay in the light I couldn't get a good look here at her and it pushed past me which shoved me into uh, one of the smaller crates I toppled over and I went and done broke my leg over one of the uh, the irons uh, in, out there uh, and then just kind of called out from a boy uh, didn't get a good look at it I, I wish I did uh, but the sucker was quicker than slick off a duck's back How big would you say the thing was, roughly? 
little bit smaller than a human. Hmm. Uh, came up back to my stomach. Hmm. But, uh, you know, it was dark. So I don't know if it was leaned over, hunched, uh, you know, crouching. It was big enough, strong enough to push me over. Uh, I wouldn't say it was weak or anything like that. Have you had any mysterious fires like the town has been experiencing, or are you unaffected by that? Um, we had uh, a bit of a storm the other week. It's kind of been rolling through this area. We've gotten into the rainy season with fall about, and uh, we did have uh, out in the fields, we had a, uh, a small fire. Uh, the rain put that out like half an hour. Was that particularly unusual or does, does that happen? To be honest, I put it in the notes, but we, we do have that from time to time. Uh, places, uh, don't call that there. Uh, fancy folk with the book learnings in town talk about it. It's a magical lay, lay water river thing. Lay, lay no, no, it was way, yeah, that one. I was about to say curve. Um, it was one of them. Uh, and so, you know, lightning kind of is a nuisance in the area. Uh, we do get some fires from time to time, but I didn't want to rule it out when I was writing it because, you know, I don't know what we're dealing with. I figured I'd give you an abundance of information and you guys and your, your city knowledge should be able to sift through it all. Corey, random question. Uh, from my knowledge of, like, whatever I know, and I, I don't know what exactly I would know that would pertain to this, but would I recognize any type of creature that might uh, be particularly fast, particularly small, and not like the light very much? Uh, you can roll a religion or an arcana. Uh, it okay. wouldn't go off the top of your head, I would say. You'd have to kind of dig a bit for that, as far as knowledge. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's just do religion in this case. And, and okay. once he says ley line, I, Rishi will kind of glance over I look, um, to, to essentially get a consultation. Uh, religion of 11. Um, so there are a few little minor demons can do it um but they would be doing it with clear skies right so that lightning would just kind of strike upon command or around their general area um they they're usually a lot more frolicky um they're not known to hide or only come out at night um they're just straight up nuisances they don't care who they're around um it could be that but it doesn't generally meet the feel of, of what he explained. And I'm sorry, I missed the name. Oh, of, of the demon. Yeah, sorry, the demon. Uh, just oh, a just demon. Lesser, lesser okay. lightning demon. Okay, cool. Awesome. So, with regard to the consultation, 
um, that um, Rishi was looking for. Um, I imagine being a caster, first of all, but also having taught the fundamentals of magic and even advanced magical theory. Um, would you like me to make a roll on what you can tell me about ley lines, or are you able to tell me enough about ley lines that I can sort of explain to the rest of the group how they function in your world? Let's see if you've done a fair portion of, of, of kind of like, instead of just general information. So let's go ahead and we'll do an arcana. Okay. Oh. Oh, sorry. Just a second. My mouse has died. Nope. No. Never there. There we go. 17. Uh, give me one second. Just typing up a quick note here. All right. Um, Arcana, Arcana of 17. Ley lines are uh, among a few places. There are some major, some minor. Um, but either way, there are usually kind of abstract or, or strange occurrences in a lot of, of ley lines. As they get bigger, the occurrences are kind of different. Um, like there is uh, in the Brevillian Mountains, that's kind of over a ley line. They have almost this aurora borealis that shows up every night. Um, some are more or are kind of. Uh, heftier uh the truma uh truma swamps tend to get a lot of rain because of their ley lines which kind of again creates that kind of atmosphere um there is a, a huge ley line up near the grave of wars which kind of sparked and and when the 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 whole kind of place broke from the original large pangea um it kind of ended up in a ley line that froze things up there so it's it's very cold um the, the whole reason that peace just south of that just a little bit is as peaceful and the enchantment on it is so powerful is because of it being over a ley line. Um, so if it is a minor ley line, it might not be as strange that lightning strikes randomly here. Um, it is probably one of an uncommon thing that could happen. Is it something that someone with knowledge of the ley lines could take advantage of if they knew where lightning was likely to strike? Probably not. Lightning, even like on a ley line, is still random and, and hard to control. I mean, if you made it obvious, right, and you got this gigantic metal pole and just stuck it somewhere, then yeah, probably you could take advantage of that. Um, and it, it didn't look like that was the case at the troughs? No. Okay. Um, you have a feeling too. Something that strange also probably might have been reported, um, and it's hasn't been said or come up in any of the notes, or it's not on your sheet of paper that you got when you were first hired. Um, you can definitely ask, uh, but uh, general knowledge would say nobody's seen that. Yet. And to be able to control a ley line like that, you would need considerable amount of power. You're, you're talking like a hefty force of nature um, trying to basically hold lightning in your hand. Through its stuff. 
Does uh, does Ilo say that to everybody else? Yes. Okay. Um. I, that was that was my. Normally, I don't like to be as lazy, but okay. he'll just repeat that much about ley lines and the examples of the piece because he he'd be f very familiar with peace. Um, he did part of his inter inter internship in part of the land of peace. Um, and uh, so what we have here is some creatures that may not be local to this plane. Again, we don't know that for sure either. We have lightning that seems to be striking more commonly as of late, but still not definitively in any kind of pattern that would suggest malfeasance. Hmm. So the, the lightning is more just unrelated work of the area. Yes, more or less. So, the so, item disappeared as well. So, uh, no, uh, I, I guess what's confusing me is if lightning's so common around these parts, what makes these incidents different? Outside of they just happened closer together. And if so, why did they happen closer together? I Are you saying that to the farm? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm musing out loud, but the oh, farmer is uh, in the face. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly, like I said, I did. I didn't figure it factor in. But like I said, I sure I was gonna give you all the information I had. So you know, uh, an abundance of information. Right. Sure. I put Scottish there. He's yeah. He's a he's he's a bit different there. Yeah. There, there you go. Scottish and <laughs> Southern are actually closely related. I'm sorry, I'm rubbing off on you. I think he's saying is they may not be important, but he wanted to mention them anyways. Hmm. Yeah. It's better to have you guys know than show up later and be like, well, why didn't you mention the lightning? And I've been like, well, I didn't know it was a factor. It could be that these creatures are uh, looking to use the lightning as a distraction rather than a means could, I mean could. to say that the lightning happened and the creatures took advantage of where the lightning happened. The lightning being completely coincidental. Hmm. Maybe. Could the lightning be symptomatic of something else? If these ley lines are here, could that... Uh, I don't know how to... I mean, a has been around for a while, but like you guys said, uh, it's strange that they've been happening. We had more than usual, but I don't know what that would mean. I don't know if it just becomes more active every once in a while or not. I mean, it, could also, more... it could also be that whatever is causing these creatures to appear is also messing with the ley lines. Tears in the yeah. fabric of the universe. Tears in the ley lines. 
that sounds reseal, bad. Reseal point at Ilo. That that's essentially what I'm getting at. If, if there's if if there's ley lines, then that, if I understand ley lines correctly, means that there is a, a flood of arcane power which can, once again, if I understand realmatic theory correctly, could kind of be bad, right? For the, was that common? What the fuck did you say? Occasionally, I have bursts of almost metaphysical knowledge, uh, but. Sounds if, better than a drink boy. He's got burst of stupidity down the way. If if there's so much magic that can occasionally flood um, between planes, don't ask me how I understand that. That is from experience, we'll say. So if that's uh-huh. happening, then perhaps that is what is happening. And, and perhaps that flooding of arcane energy is manifesting here through lightning. Mm. I think right. maybe I think maybe the best point I mean the best thing we can do is because it seems like all this stuff happens at night. We may need to look around at night. You suggesting a stakeout? Uh, so those are the, the items that you've had go missing. Um, have any other items in the town gone missing? I, I wouldn't know. I, I made the report from just my findings. Oh, okay. But I do know other people might have been having some issues. You could probably ask around if you want. That sounds like a good idea, I think. Uh... I don't know if you got a place in a tavern, but our bar is always open. I put I put Missy in her in her cage. She won't bite if she's in like her little wooden alcove situation. It'd be right as rain. Who is Missy? Yeah. Oh, she's she's the prize cow. Yeah. Um, Our first place to kind of last year. Missy sounds wonderful. Um, we did already pay for rooms at the inn, but we very much appreciate your hospitality. How much, course. how much did you lose? What was the cost? Oh, I mean, two buckets, a shovel, uh, uh, some grain, carried a 12, two silver, um, and it will pull out. Uh, a gold and say can I use this to repay you for that and buy one of your whittling knives off you no no you're fine so uh, I don't know if you know much about the guild system they are taking that out in taxes and uh, they've they've given me plenty to to refund us of what we lost and I'm not paying you out of pocket the kingdom is no but I want a whittling knife yeah I mean I could take it, but it would probably not look good on me. Uh, I'm asking if I can buy a whittling knife. Oh, uh, well, uh, I do have my old one if you want. Uh, yeah. Need to get a sharpening. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. You know what? Yeah. You just, just go ahead and take it. He'll, he'll kind of reach over this, this kind of small box and hand it over to you. 
I had to pull five over there to leave, on the ridge. There's birch wood, good for carving. Thank you. Thank you. I still say we maybe should stay here the night and just keep an eye out. I would not object to meeting the cow. I would object to sleeping in a barn. I have to that. perform tonight, so I will be at the tavern. Did you need um, backup, by the way, or a, a performer? I should ask about that. Um, I'm still trying to decide on what I want to perform, but backup would not be opposed. I there you go. We are both performing tonight, and thus we both need to stay at the tavern and not in the barn. I do have a song to uh, perform that I can assist you with. Well, the missus is going to be finishing up some rhubarb parb. Rhubarb parb. Happens to the best of us. She's going to be making some nice pie. You guys want to stop by later? Come on by. We'll give you a slice. <laughs> I want some rhubarb parb. Rhubarb parb. That, that sounds too right. <laughs> right? Well done officially embarrassed myself against you city folk. I'm going to head inside. I'm going to give myself a nice little rub down with a sponge. I'm going to head on to bed. Lovely meeting you. Lovely meeting you too. Thank you for your assistance. Come on back if you got any other questions. I'll give you all the information I can get. I just don't know what might be important. Rook looks, as, the, as they leave, Rook looks disappointed at the loss of saying hi to a cow. I'm gonna go say hi to the cow. No, it's okay, I'll say hi to the cow later. We're, we're, we're gonna be coming back, I'm sure. I think this, um, once we start heading back to the end, is a good place to kind of cut for the day. Uh, that's our three-hour mark. Huh? Um I want to thank the listeners for sticking around. Uh, I know uh, we've kind of went on a tangent there for a little bit. We had some fun. Um, plenty of good information. We did a lot of rooting, everything like that. We got some place to settle down, a bit of shopping done, some sort of stuff. But uh, I want to thank Sirenscape for allowing us to use their music in the background. Uh, once we post this up on Patreon and everything like that, you'll find all the links down in the description. Um, Amazing sound. Uh, I want to thank Cobalt Press uh, for Tomes of Beast and the Creature Codex, which we'll be using this year. Um, we'll see when they might start fading in. Maybe we've got something already in the works. And uh, mayhaps. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for joining in on this lovely adventure. And thanks for giving your support. Um, if you want to give more support, go ahead and check out our Patreon. Um, we've got all of first season there. Um, we've got a whole bunch of extras, NPCs, information on the Pantheon that we've built up, um, pretty much information on, on both of uh, the, the continents that we've played on yet so far, background information, behind-the-scenes stuff, all that lovely stuff. Um, anyway, yeah. So thank you guys for listening, and remember opportunities 
Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Hi everybody, you guys know me, I'm Corey, I'm the Diggity Diggity Dungeon Disaster Director DJ. I'm here with a thank you for being here for the fifth episode and continuing to watch. Uh, if you made it this far, don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, ring that bell, whatever you're watching on. Um, the more people that, you know, kind of interact with us, the more we get put on multiple algorithms, and the more people get to enjoy and invest and kind of come along with us on this adventure. I want to thank Cobalt Press for Tomes of Beast and Creature Codex. Amazing books, which we'll be using more in this season. I know season two, we didn't really get to use a lot, but we're, we're a roleplay-focused guild uh, group. Uh, we, we have a lot of fun with roleplay and telling a story and embodying the characters. It's just, it's a lot of fun. Um, I also want to thank Sirenscape for letting us use their music in the background, as well as special effects. You know, it's made a huge difference in our sound, and it, I couldn't be more thrilled. I do have some unfortunate news, though. Um, we have been going strong since Season 2, but life changes, and sometimes people need to leave uh, from the podcast. Um, I want to wish Chris and Jace a fond farewell from the podcast, and hopes that they find something in the future that worked great for them. I know uh, some of us are making this choice for personal reasons, other are doing it because life is just tough and especially right now no one is doing great um it's i think it's rough for everyone so thanks for being here thanks for playing with us and we'll have a goodbye episode for them on episode six uh but past that we'll be looking into bringing in a new member um somebody to kind of round out the group and uh, you know interact with us and role play well um we're going to be working on that balance so uh, stay tuned because, uh, you, know, you know, get to meet new people, new people get to join in the venture. So uh, anyway, I think that's it for me. I will talk to you guys next episode. And remember, keep your opportunities open. <laughs>